Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thank you so much for joining with me. My name is David Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. I have a simple question for you, and the question is just this. When it comes to your spouse, do you see good or bad? It's such a simple question, but do you see good or bad? And the reason why I ask that question is because we tend to see in our spouses exactly what we are looking for. That's the theme of today. You tend to see in your spouse exactly what you're looking for. I want to help you to walk into your marriage and not just go for the negative because if that's what you find, most likely that's all you're looking for. I want you to look for the best. I want you to look for um, the things that are praiseworthy, uh, the things that are important, the things that are positive, the things that are encouraging. I want you to find that. That's something that's extremely scriptural and it's something that matters in life and it matters especially in our marriage. Now, this is something that is not just a marriage thing, this idea of finding exactly what you're looking for um, or seeing exactly what you're looking for. This is something that can flow into a lot of areas and a lot of things in our life. Uh, For example, uh, last summer, um, my wife's oldest brother, he is an executive at a car company, so he gets a new vehicle every year. He drove his vehicle, and so instead of us driving in our vehicle, we drove his, and he let me drive, and immediately I felt such discontent. I immediately started hating everything about the car that I was driving because it didn't have anything close to the features that he had. Or a couple years ago, I went to see uh, a good friend of mine. He showed me his new home. Well, his home wasn't necessarily new built. It was newly bought and it was made, I think, in the 20s. So they bought an older home they wanted to renovate, but the features of the home were just gorgeous. They just blew my mind. And he showed me this tiny little room. I mean, the tiniest little room right off the living room that he said, this is my favorite. And it was just a home office. It was nothing fancy about it. But it had these windows that opened up to the trees. That's where he prepped his sermons. Uh, That's where he read his Bible and spent time in prayer. Um, It felt secluded from the home and yet just a few feet away from the living room. It was silent. It was perfect. And I went home and I loved my house. But immediately when I walked in, all I could see in my home was I didn't have anything like that. I didn't have a study. I didn't have a little office. I didn't have anything secluded. Dang it, I don't even have a fireplace, um, which was right on the other side of his office. I mean, all I could see was what I didn't have. And unfortunately, this is what I see happen a lot in marriages, especially in this modern day, is we compare ourselves and immediately, instead of celebrating what we've got, celebrating the good things that we have, all we can see is what we're looking for, the stuff we lack. And I believe that the more good you look for in your spouse, I, 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 I believe it, the more you're going to see. The more good you look for in your spouse, the more you're going to see because you find what you're searching for and you discover exactly what you're looking for. So I want to help you to find the goodness in your marriage. I want to help turn your marriage on a more positive note, life-giving note, not positive for the sake of being positive. I want you to be life-giving and I want you to see the good in your relationship. And so I'm going to give you some tips on doing that. Number one, see your marriage as a partnership. See your marriage as a partnership. This, that is going to help you find the good in your spouse and in your marriage. Why? Because when you see it as a partnership, you're not going to feel superior or inferior. That's important. When I do uh, wedding ceremonies, I'll use this type of verbiage. I'll say that 
God did not take a bone from Adam's foot that she would be trampled upon, or in other words, inferior. And God did not take a bone from Adam's head that she would feel superior, that she would rule over him. But God took a bone from Adam's side that she would own and command the love. The idea was the bone was not taken from the foot for the inferiority that she would be lesser than or that she would be greater than because the bone was taken from his head. The idea was we are partners and God brought man and woman together to complement each other even in their opposite gender and opposite personalities and all of that. They brought them together. The two would become one, but the oneness is a partnership. And so here's a couple questions to help you with this. Number one, what does your spouse bring to the table? When it comes to the partnership, what does your spouse bring to the table? It's awesome to get you to recognize that. What are your spouse's strengths? What are their giftings? What's their past? What are their bents? What are uh, what's what's the personality characteristics that they carry that are so different from yours? What does your spouse bring to the table? And the second question is: Is are your spouse is your spouse allowed to exercise that? Whatever you listed, whatever you said, is your spouse allowed? to exercise that, to operate in that, or is their personality or their gifting swallowed up by yours? Or is yours being swallowed up by theirs? This is not just something to think about. This is a great conversation piece, a great challenging conversation piece for any marriage to have because when you get together, you can actually have coffee, have a dinner, and begin to talk to each other and just give each other a heads up. Hey, today, I think we should recognize us as a partnership, and we should recognize in each other what each other brings to the table. And then they give that verbal permission that says, you know what, here's what you bring to the table, and I want to give you full permission to keep exercising that and, and to operate in that. I think that's a beautiful thing. Number two, make it a daily practice to sincerely compliment your spouse. So again, first of all, See, marriage is a partnership, but secondly, make it a daily practice to sincerely compliment your spouse. Watch this. It will absolutely transform your relationship because you're, you are going to be um, adamantly looking for things to compliment. In fact, I wrote this down in my notes. Practice is what leads to habits. Practice is what leads to habits. So if you start practicing sincere compliments, it will lead to the habit of a sincere compliment. Now, when I say sincere compliment, I'm not talking about generalized compliments. Hey, uh, you're such a hard worker, or hey, you're pretty. And those two things are great. I think it's good to recognize work ethic. I think it's good to, re to recognize looks. And not that they're everything. Let's just say that right now. I'm not saying that looks are everything. In this airbrushed society that we have, we can put so much on looks that sometimes we can go to the opposite that we never actually compliment our spouse. And again, those things are good to say, but me, be more specific about it. Don't just say, I'm just thankful that you're a hard worker. Tell them specifically what they've worked hard on that you've recognized. Or if there's something um, attractive about your spouse, say the specific thing. I'm talking about being sincere, not tossing aside just something general or just something as a token. Token compliments are seen as that, and they won't do exactly what you think they're going to do. Be sincere and be specific. And the more you practice it, the more that's become a habit. And if it's the habit of actually saying it, then it means you're going to have the habit of looking for it, and that's going to help. So make it make that a daily practice. Number three, don't ignore conflict, but deal with it in a healthy way. 
Because if you can get help to know how to deal with conflict in a healthy way, it's actually going to help you to see the good. And if you're looking for the good, you're going to find the good. And if, you, if you're in that mode, it's going to help you through conflict and help, conflict will help you through that. Conflict is not necessarily negative. But when you deal with it in a healthy way, it becomes such a positive and it gives you hope. Because the way that I teach conflict, and I think I've brought this up in a podcast before, the way I deal with conflict, conflict, the best way to end conflict is looking for progress, but making sure that the wins of conflict is not the solution, it's humility and teamwork. If you can get humility and teamwork working through conflict, it really doesn't matter if the conflict has been solved. The win has been you guys have submitted one to another, you've been serving one to another, and you've been working with one another through it. And that's the win. You may not have the full solution, but you've got the huge win because progress has been made and that's something you can celebrate. And right there, again, solution or not, you can see the good already in that. And when you see the good, you're going to find the good in it. And then lastly, get your three. Get your three. What do, you, what do I mean by get your three? If you walk into the Behringer house and say to any one of the people in our family, what's your three things today? They know that ex- that means what's your three things you're thankful for today? What's the three things you're thankful to God for today? That's a, just a practice we've had with our children for years, practice that we have in our marriage. Uh, we probably should do a lot more uh, to one another with, but it's something that I do every single morning is I, when I pray for my wife, I want to thank God for specific things for her, uh, whether it's for her personality, her work ethic, uh, the wisdom that she shows, the sweetness of her spirit, the way that people um, light up when they're around her because of the life giving just the spirit about her. I recognize those things because if I can spend time finding three things I'm thankful for, this is different than sincere compliments. If I can find three things I'm thankful for, it changes my heart, helps me to see her differently, and it all it honestly puts it on my radar all day long so that I can look for more things to be thankful for the next day. And thankfulness, gratitude will give you, I'll say this one, I'm going to sound like a preacher here, gratitude will give you altitude. It gives you altitude. It rises above the negativity and helps you to see life from a different perspective and I would argue from the best perspective. So that's all I've got for you for today. You need to see the good and not the bad because the more you look for the good, the more you're going to see. So get into the partnership. See your marriage as a partnership. Make it a daily practice that gives sincere compliments. Don't ignore conflict. And then find your three things you can be thankful for. And I promise it's going to bring some change and you're going to see the good. And when you find the good, you're going to see it everywhere that you turn. Love y'all. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy this week. God bless.